So what they do, Skibbly? Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. It's been quite a while, and uh, well, I've been on vacation, and I currently am still, but it's towards the tail end, and we're starting to wrap things up a little bit here in Sevilla, aka Seville, however you want to pronounce it, in Spain. It's been just such a glorious and wonderful time being here, and I'm just so happy and grateful and thankful to my parents for uh, helping orchestrate this thing. It's been good times, good family times, of course, you know, with families being in close proximity to one another for uh, long periods of time without any break in between. Uh, there have been a few, a couple blow-ups. Needless to say, we're still the best family ever in the whole wide world. Don't at me. Anyways... Um, yeah, I'm just going to do a little bit of an episode here today. I'm just outside right now. I'm trying to fit it in between each of these, uh, the, the church bells ring and they ring, they'll ring them. It's, it's actually right now, uh, probably around five o'clock over in, uh, the U S or in Colorado at least. And, uh, oh no, there it is again. Oh, it might come back again, in which case I might have to stop it, but we can also use it as a little bit of some sound in the background but uh right now it's around 12 40 here in spain and um yeah you know just cherishing life right now especially with hearing more and more weird obnoxious things happening around the world and in our country in the u.s i mean and you know just around the world so what i want to do today is i want to talk about the um, well, the continuation of my Latin and medical terminology, where I go through all of those Latin words, and then I bridge them into medical terms and or medical structures, anatomical structures, physiological terms, um, you know, because physiology also refers to planes, you know, transverse, coronal, sagittal, all that kind of stuff as well as supine, pronation, supination, um, flexion, extension, things that I did go back over in the last episode. All right, I've been waiting and I've been patient for God and for uh, the church to stop ringing these bells. And they just, they're just having a ball or something like that because they're just, they've been straight up ringing these things for like the past 20 minutes. My family's trying to take a nap right now. I'm sure they're really livid. Um, luckily for me, well, I'm livid on another way because I, you know, it's, it's, it's messed up my flow, guys. Well, regardless, let's get into it real quickly. I'm just going to go over some more words here. We'll see how many I'll get into, but we'll start off first with lobby or laby, and then the, um, uh, its principal part, lopsum. Uh, it refers to a lip or a lip-like structure, so that's where we get the th word like collapse. So lapse meaning a lip, and then coal, coal actually to, it means together so a together structure or together lip so a collapsing structure is mm, i'm not sure but what makes a little bit more sense is how about a prolapse lapse referring to again that lip-like structure and then pro meaning for or forward um if you've ever heard of a prolapse in terms of well there there can be lots of prolapses uh, i'm not going to go into it because they are uh they're rough. They're really rough. Um, but uh, I'm sure if you guys have ever heard, you very well know. 
Next one, we have lock loctis. Remember the nominative singular and then the genitive singular because the nominative singular more than often is irregular. So that's why I got to show that it's genitive singular, indicating that we've got a masculine and feminine third declension word here, meaning milk. Exactly, lock loctis sounds a lot like lactase, the sugar in milk, or at A's. Refers to the enzyme, rather, I'm sorry, uh, the enzyme that helps emulsify fats uh, in the, or uh, it helps digest the sugars in milk. There we go, Liam. Good God. And uh, as well as uh, delactation, um, we have uh, we have also lactose, which is the sugar within um milk. A lot of people really uh, have GI distress from that. If you didn't know, it's actually the sugar within milk as well as some sort of other proteins. Um, rarely are we actually allergic to the entirety of some sort of food product. It's actually just more of the chemicals within them. Like for instance, gluten, a lot of people that are gluten intolerant, aka celiac, actually cannot digest the protein within gluten. It's not gluten itself. There's a particular type of protein tears up their stomach to the nth degree and all that bad stuff. Sorry uh, to for all those that deal with that. It's a very rough thing. My sister actually deals with it quite badly. Um, but in Spain, uh, ain't that funny? She's been able to eat all of the bread in the world. In the world. The world. So... Yeah, you know, honestly, it just goes to show how, uh, well, you know what I was reading about? Not only do we just like completely just rape and pillage our soil to the to the point where we have zero minerals left within our soil back in the U.S., but, you know, all of the cultivation factors, we've just, even with the amount of glyphosate, glyphosates that we've, um, with AKA Roundup, that we've sprayed on all of our crops, even organic crops still pick up a residue, even though they don't um, spray the crops with them, it's so deeply embedded within the soil at this point that we're getting some sort of glyphosidic, um, you know, thing uh, at some point or another, which is very unfortunate. I'm hearing another bell toll. Oh my gosh. How many times? Uh, you know what, guys? I think I got like three minutes in. Okay. They're toying with me now, I think. They're toying with me. All right. Stop this. Stop this, you... You heathens, you swine. Next, we've got lacere and laceratum, which means actually to tear to pieces. If you look at the fourth principal part of laceratum, L-A-C-E-R-A-T-U-M, it actually looks a lot like laceration, right? If you tear to pieces, you mangle, you, when you're lacerating something, you're whipping it to pieces, right? You know? Also, dilacerate, aka cutting it into two parts, right? Di meaning two, like dichotomy. Otomy, or um, yeah, otomy refers to the, it's actually a suffix in Greek that refers to the cutting of. So a dichotomy means just the two, two cuts, basically the dichotomy of some sort of instance. The dichotomy between religion and, um, you know, the, the supernatural uh, world and uh, metaphysical stuff. I don't know. Anyways, another one, lattice. Lattice meaning wide and or broad. This is when I was going back over. We have 
the vastus lateralis, our outermost wide quadricep muscle. Vastus meaning wide, lateralis meaning referring to of the most lateral of the quadricep muscles. Remember, because quadriceps are made up of the vastus medialis, the rectus femoris, one of our very few biarticular muscles, actually one of two, I believe, uh, within the whole body, and um, as well as the vastus intermedius in between, much more, it's deeper underneath the rectus femoris, and then finally the vastus lateralis, the widest muscle, aka the one that gives you that outer swoop. If any of you guys are those bodybuilder types, you understand very well. Also, you got latissimus, which, or the latissimus dorsi, which is what? If you guys didn't know, it's your wide back muscles. Latissimus means actually the widest because it's the superlative form of latus, right? If you've gone back to one of my grammar episodes where I talk about comparative, positive, comparative, and superlative, you very well know that I talk about the um, the isimus referring to the super, superlative, good, better, best, aka what is the superlative of wide? Widest. So widest dorsi. Dorsi, what did we say dorsi refers to? It refers to fin or tail. Remember like a dorsal, not fin, a dorsal. It, a dorsi actually means back. There we go. Had to do a little bit of a, a recount there. Um, it refers to back, right? Like the, the dorsal fin. Um, you know, the latissimus dorsi just refers to of the widest portion of the back, right? And that's what you can do. You can train that portion of the back to create that V taper that they call in the um, the lifting world and the bodybuilding world. Next one, what we got is latus, but this one in, is a little bit different here. Lateris. This is the adjective form of latus which means side. So this is where we also get lateral from. When we are lateral, we are not medial to the body. Medial refers to the midline of the body. If you're lateral to the body, you're on the outside of the body. That's why if you were to work out your shoulders and you wanted to get a little bit more of those rounded uh, muscles and hit the medial deltoid, you would do a lateral raise, aka you'd take a little dumbbell, you'd start it from the side, uh, just relaxed, um, and then you would raise it away from you. And that would be abduction of your humerus as well, amongst other things. Abduction meaning ab, from or away from, duco, ducere, meaning to lead. So when you actually do a lateral raise, you are abducting your humerus, aka you're leading it away from your body. And what do you do when you lead it away from the midline of the body? You go to the lateral part, aka the side of your body. You have mediolateral, which is actually a plane in physiology, as well as, well, what do we got? We got latissimus dorsi again. Again, lateral, it goes and extends all the way. If you guys have ever seen, it really is the widest muscle. Glutes are the biggest and the most powerful muscle in their body. They're so important for many a thing. Posture, which is so, so, so important. Um, but the latissimus dorsi also reaches laterally and it can make wide breaths. Um, if you've seen some of these bodybuilders nowadays are ridiculous. Next one we have is libet. This is the verb form of libo libere. It means it pleases. It pleases. This is actually where we get the word libido from. I won't get into it very much, but I'll have you think about that. As well as ad libitum, which is uh, towards what it pleases. Um, and uh, that's just a term, term that we know.
ad lib, aka, right? That's where we get ad lib from. Ad lib is just an abbreviation of ad libitum. Uh, next one we have is lean or line. L-I-E-N, which actually means spleen in Latin. This is gastrolineal or perilineal, all of which gastro meaning, well, stomach, and peri meaning around, around the spleen or the stomach of the spleen, right? The, aka the, like the body of the spleen. Lemen or limenis, lemen actually means, and, and remember again, giving you two forms, the nominative singular and the genitive singular. Then again, if you have limen and limenis, kind of just like we did with lock and loctis, we have a masculine and feminine third declension uh, noun, which is kind of cool beans. If all of you guys know that are studying Latin, that'll help you out a little bit. It means threshold. Threshold, this is where we get liminal. Liminal that kind of means, well, how about subliminal? under the threshold sub meaning under liminal meaning the threshold subliminal messaging is something that catches our eyes but in a very discreet manner if you guys don't know look at the fedex logo that's one of the ones that comes across my mind right off the get-go right because if you haven't seen between the e and the x there's an arrow that that points forward that's something called subliminal messaging they used to also do it where they would just flash an ad very very quickly like microseconds in a movie theater and that would give you that subliminal messaging to your brain and then you know do some sort of circuitry to make you want you know oh that coke that briefly appeared on the uh the um the screen real quickly so yeah now you know now you know that limen actually comes from liminal which means or which actually is where we get subliminal. Also, another word, supraliminal. Supra meaning above, um, above the threshold. Uh, linea is our next word. Linea, which means line. It's where we get linear. Linea is spelled L-I-N-E-A. Linear. Also, we have the linea alba, which is actually a fascia, um, uh, a on the stomach uh, that can get split. I, I forget what it's called. It's like diastic. It just happens really when a woman um, is preggers and then her stomach expands. And when that happens, a lot of the time, the linea alba actually tears because that fascia can't really support um, all of the pressure being given from within, from the, you know, the pressure from the baby. Um, this usually happens more so with uh, skinnier um, mothers that are about to be. And so um, the next one we actually have here going off of linear is lingua. Lingua, again, meaning tongue. If you didn't know, that's also what it means in Latin, as, or I mean Spanish, as I very well know, because my dad got uh, some, uh, some beef tongue last night, and they called it lingua. Uh, which means tongue. So we have brevi lingualata. I'm starting to blend my V's, like the WV's, into my actual English pronunciation. Can't do that, Liam. Don't do that. Brevi lingualata. Brevi, which refers to brevis, which means short, uh, the short side of the tongue. Sublingual underneath the tongue, like a sublingual gland. If you didn't know, they're right underneath 
um, that help filtration that are part of your lymphatic system as well as cervicolingual. Cervicolingual, well, cervical refers to your neck. Lingual, again, the tongue, the neck of the, your tongue. There you go. If you didn't know, words now are so integral. Listen, it's just A plus B equals one, two, three. Locus, L-O-C-U-S. This here means place. A locus is a place. This is where we get location from, as well as dislocation. Dis mean, meaning apart and local, location, loca, comes from a place. So dislocation means away from its place. Um, what I do very well often uh, uh, and I hate very much, but I just have to deal with now is dislocating my um <clears throat> my right shoulder quite often, which now turns into a subluxation because I'm able to put it back in the place and all that good stuff. So another one is translocation, trans across location, place, across the place, and intralocular. Intralocular, intra meaning within. And then within the place, intralocular. I think that that is a, intralocular is a, is an ophthalmolog uh, ophthalmologic, ophthalmologic term, ophthalmology term. There we go. Next one, longus, which refers to long. Oh, wow. That's kind of interesting. How about that's where we get the word adductor longus, adductor longus, ad meaning to or towards, to go to carry meaning to lead. This is when your inner thigh muscles, if you ever were to hop on one of those machines, uh, and I hate that the people call them this, but you know, if you guys have ever heard of those good girl, bad girl machines, we can call them a good boy, bad boy machine as well. Why not? It's the one where you either open up your hips or you close up your hips. When you are at, you're engaging your adductor longus, you are engaging the muscles that lead towards the midline of the body, aka you're going to be pulling your thighs together, opposed to your adductor brevis. Longus is the long muscle as opposed to the brevis, meaning the short muscle. Lumbus, meaning, well, in Latin, loin. So we get dorsolumbular and or just lumbar. Dorso, again, meaning the back. Lumbar, meaning spine and or loin in this case. But lumbus, loin, lumbar, spine. Very interesting. It's the loin of your body, essentially, your lumbar. Luxare and luxatum means also to dis dislocate. In fact, this is where we get the word subluxation. Also, it's where we get relaxation. Re meaning back again. Lax meaning to dislocate. So back again dislocating, I guess re relaxation. You know, like I said, some of them are very intuitive. Others are not so intu intuitive you'll be okay at the end of the day because it's just us learning words and dissecting words and just becoming more woke, right? Gotta love that. Magnus, Magnus meaning large and or great. Magnus, magnanimous, magnified. What, do you, what happens when you look through a magnifying glass? It makes everything appear larger than it actually is. Malleus, malleus, M-A-L-L-E-U-S, refers to hammer or club. Actually, the malleus or the malleolus is actually a small bone of the ear, one of the small bones of the ear. Um, very interesting. Now you know.
malus, M-A-L-U-S, means bad and or faulty. This is where we get malpractice, malformation, malignant, malaria, malposition, mal meaning bad, position meaning to place, malposition meaning a bad placement of. Next one, mandibula. I'm going to blow through these if you can tell that I'm going a little bit faster. I think I'm just going to get through M here and we'll leave it at that. I love getting into this kind of stuff and dissecting it more and more because it helps you guys understand why I love Latin and why, well, I had been so gung-ho about being within the medical field for so long until I realized how integral Latin was within all of my medical studies. And then, you know what? It was just a roundabout way of me understanding my true passion for language. Next one, mandibula. Mandibula actually means jaw, bone of the lower jaw also. This is where we get the mandible, submandibular gland, also sub meaning under, mandibular meaning the jawbone, gland, submandibular gland is also another gland within this lymph lymphatic system that helps the drainage of all those, you know, toxins and whatnot. That's what your lymphatic system does. If you didn't know what it looks like, look up a picture. And also sometimes on your neck and in your axilla, aka your armpit area or inguinal, your groin region, you can feel little beans underneath your skin if you're, um, if you're very, very cognizant about it. Those are little beans. Oh, oh, I'm hearing the bells again. I got to wrap this up real quickly. So we got medius. Medius meaning middle, right? Medial is where we get the term, right? Refers to the middle line of the body. Medial lateral. See, they're doing it. They're they're tricking me. They're, nah, I got to hurry. Mediolateral, meaning middle, lateral, side, axis. The side, middle, side, axis. We also have ad medial, which is not very used that often, but it just means towards the mid midline of the body or the middle. Mens mentis means mind. This is actually where we get mental and where we get dementia from. D meaning away from and mens mentis meaning mind. So dementia just means away from the mind. It's a terrible disease and it was really awful to see my grandfather go through that. In fact, so many people are having to see them, their, their loved ones go through it and it's just, you know, it, it wasn't the case way back when. So we got to really search into why things like this are becoming such an epidemic within our country and well, maybe more of a pandemic around the world. But I truly think that the U.S. is being fed a lot more chemicals than uh, a lot of other people around the world. But you know what? To each his own. And I don't mean to be uh, controversial, but you know what? You'll be okay. All right. We only got a couple more. So let's go. Mola. Mola. M-O-L-A means millstone or molaris, which is adapted for... Um, which means adapted for grinding, really. This is where you get your molar teeth, molaris, of the molars or of the millstone, basically adapted for grinding, molar teeth. That's what your molars do. They grind stuff up, right? Exactly. Um, in fact, if you, uh, just a little recap, gingiva, remember gingiva just means gum, gums in Latin. So um, periodontal terminology are all, or widely used um, Latin and Greek, because periodontist is actually Greek-based. Peri meaning around, odont of the teeth, which odont comes from dentes, and then um, the ist refers to a practicer of, a, profession, a professional of. And then finally, our last word, musculus. This is an interesting one. I think you guys will enjoy this, hopefully. It means little mouse, but in this case, we got muscle from it. 
as well. See, in Latin, they like to use words for more than one meaning, and that's okay. You'll be okay. I don't understand why, and I don't have a reason, but it just is what it is. We, it comes from moose muris, which means mouse. So, um, and then also it turns into muscle and then musculature. It's because way back in the day when they saw, and you know, it's because all of these Roman statues, if you look at them, they are lean and shredded and peeled to the freaking bone. I mean, what they thought muscles looked like whenever you flexed them and extended them and all that good stuff, um, and abducted and adducted and all, and you know, whatever I'm done flexion extension is that um, it looked like little mice were running underneath uh, the uh, the floorboards, basically, or the carpets, essentially. And they, they thought it almost looked like mice were underneath your skin running along. You know, think about it. Look at your forearm, kind of like wiggle your fingers, and you can kind of see the, uh, the pal palpating uh, muscles, or not the palpating muscles, but the flexing muscles happening, um, which you can palpate, right? Because palpate actually comes from, last word, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping ahead really quick. It comes from palpalara which means to stroke or touch when you palpate something you're kind of like feeling around you're palpating for um you know a, a, a discrepancy potentially you know that's what a lot of massage therapists do chiropractors all those kinds of things they palpate in order to understand the body and see where the misaligns are to then realign and then help them to create a healthier body anyways that's it for me today I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go ahead and leave me a rating of five stars if I did deserve it over on hey, you. You be quiet. Um, just trying to plug my stuff, dude. I'm not, it's not just shameless. Birds be giving me some strife here. Anyways, um, yeah, you know what? As well as going to Spotify, five stars there, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. I really appreciate you guys and your inquisitive nature for knowledge and for understanding further. And stick with me. Appreciate you again. Checking out from Sevilla. Tempus est discedere.